Welcome to Grit, Grace, and Glitz. I'm your host, Erica Rothenberger, and I'm so excited for you to join me and my amazing guests every week as you learn how to get gritty, how to give yourself the grace that you deserve, and to celebrate all the glitz that comes to you along the way. Are you ready to unlock your potential? Let's do this. Hello, hello, everyone. I'm so excited to have you all back for another episode of Grit, Grace, and Glitz. I love coming here, and it's such a good season to work on our grittiness, to make sure we're giving each other the grace that we need and we deserve in life, and quite frankly, to celebrate all the glitz that's going on around us. I mean, all the follow-la-la-las and everything else in between, and today, you are in for such a treat. We have Jamie Nolan with us. She is a life and business coach, a C. EO of the Anima Collection and an all-around magical, magical human being. Talk about glitz. With over two decades of experience, she empowers individuals to conquer fears, overcome self-doubt, and achieve their wildest dreams through community and coaching. Drop the mic. Jamie, how are you today? I'm excellent. How are you? Good. We are so excited to have you here. And I can't think of a better time to be talking about this, like this subject, because it's that end of the year, people are starting to do evaluation of, hey, what happened over the last 11 months, right? Today's December 1st. And we're like, what is happening for the rest of the year? And how am I going to catapult into 2024? So with that being said, um, I would love to know something that maybe people misunderstand about you. When they first hear what you do, they're like, okay, well, how does she do all this? And how does she, how is she going to be able to help me? I think like, okay, as a life and business coach, right? There's so many coaches out there. There's so many people that are like, oh yeah, I do this thing. And it is that space of like, yeah, there's a lot of coaches, but like a lot of people need a lot of help, right? Like there is, there is a coach for everyone. There is that space of like, what do you need and why do you need it? And the expansion into like, who do you want to be? Um, I think that it is a question that like, not everybody asks themselves. I don't think, I think there are a lot of people that just like go through life. And at some point you don't want that question to be like the thing that like knocks you over. Right. We hear about like midlife crisis and like the, the like, person that just like abandoned their whole life, right? And it's like, well, what if you're just asking that question along the way to like make smaller changes to be like, oh, this is the direction I'm heading and I wanna like keep going into that expansion. Um, And so I think like the misunderstanding is like you have to find, like you have to be in total crisis before you actually like start looking inward and asking those kinds of questions to yourself. I love that. And you kind of answered one of my other questions about like, what do people like, you know, have to stop or start doing in this industry. And that really is like, stop waiting to coach until the crisis happens, right? Like, it's like, you can't wait till your house is almost burnt down to call the fire department, right? Like, 
when you see the first flame, it's time to make the call. And I think so many people wait or even have the misnomer with, I don't need a coach or I can figure this out on my own. I'm not going to spend money. And I always say, listen, like I was that way for a while and I'm now in a mastermind. Um, And I will tell you, it has been really awesome. And I've been investing in myself um, and coaching and some things like that, that to help really, really next level, because you don't know everything. And sometimes you're so in the weeds of your own things that it's hard to see between the trees. Oh yeah. Well, and I think that it's also like that. We, I was literally just talking about this like five minutes ago on a different podcast, but <laughs> it was this idea of if you are looking, you have to choose to look in a mirror. Everybody else can see you all the time. They're looking at you all the time, right? Like humans, I'm, I can't see myself unless I purposely go and look in a mirror. And that thought of like, you can't tell your own thoughts unless you stop and think, what am I thinking, right? And a lot of times it is really, really helpful to have someone else be like, why do you do that thing, <laughs> right? Like, what is that like? hey, I've heard you say this over and over and over again. What's behind that, right? What is that space of, it's really hard to see what you are doing and why you're doing it if you don't have some reflection of it. Yeah. And if you think of like coaching in that way of like, hey, everybody, like I dressed in my closet, you know, in the dark. I know what my clothes feel like or whatever, whatever. But like, I'm not going to go walk outside I mean, I might walk outside to school pickup, but I'm not going to like go out into a networking event, not having looked in the mirror, right? I'm not going to go take my thing to the next level until I've actually seen myself. And so like when you can look at it in the analogy of like, all right, like one, am I like looking in the mirror? Like, do I only look in the mirror when I brush my teeth and I haven't like put my clothes on, right? Like, am I like putting on my lipstick without looking at it? And if you think of like the way, and, and I have done that so before, and it's I not too. A I do that. I was it's not always pretty. No, it's not always pretty. But like, you can get if you have enough practice, you can get good at it, right? Yes. But like, also, can it be better, right? Like, can you like? Does the mirror make it more interesting? Does the mirror like get you to think just a little bit differently to be like, why do I do it that way? Huh? What is that thing? oh, why do I repeat the same pattern over and over again? And the idea that like, when you're playing sports, a coach is necessary, right? Like there's nobody in any professional, any collegiate, any rec league, right? That doesn't have a coach, right? They all have coaches. They have coach, like they have, you show up to practice, you have a coach, maybe the specialty coach, maybe blah, 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 blah. But it's like, somehow we like decide like, oh, we get into adulthood and it's like, you should just know everything. This magic formula, right? Speaking of magic. magic. Right. And then you've got oh. it coming at you. Like now that we have the internets, right? It's like, it's coming at you that you like, are like, oh, I should know that and that and that and that and that. And you're looking, you are literally looking at every person and you're like, they have it figured out. Nobody has it figured out first. That's number one. And yeah. number two like you're never, you're looking at everybody else. You're not looking at the reflection of yourself. Yeah. And so that, that is the piece I feel like is really, really good to be like, okay, can I pause and look at myself? And like in that, like, where could I just use a little push over here? Where could I use somebody questioning what I'm doing? Where can I use, where can I use, you know, 
being able to see the reflection of community in front of me, right? Like you need those things to be able to have more self-awareness of yourself and what you're doing and where you're heading. Yeah. And, and per- perhaps you even need, and I think finding out too, who that coach is, like some of us need bigger pushes or are ready for bigger pushes, right? Where other people may not be as like ready for that. And so finding that coach, that's going to get you to that level that you want to get to, like, you got to think about what's the end goal and what's my time frame, right? Like if you say, Hey, I want to write a book. And then you tell your coach, Hey, listen, you know, say you're working with a book, book coach, right? I want to write that. I want to be this to be published in 18 months versus, Hey, listen, I don't care. I'm, I'm, I'm on the five-year plan, right? Like you're going to, you might work with someone that's a little different. So, you know, finding that person. So I, I want to ask you a question, Jamie, did, is this what you wanted? Like, is this what you wanted to be when you grew up? Like, did you think that you were going to become like this magnificent coach for people? Sort of. I mean, okay, we're, we're going to go back. We'll go way back. When I was in third grade, I had the meanest teacher of all time. Like literally this woman was like, if you were going to picture a mean teacher, she was it. She was this tiny little woman. She would get in your face and yell like, and I mean, you're in third grade. Like that is terrifying. Yeah. And she said to me, Talk about scary. You need to, oh, she was terrifying. I, like literally, the, the, she is therapy worthy over here. Right. And so she said to me, do you really think you're going to have a job where you just talk to people all day and solve problems? That was her. And I was like, in third grade, how old were you? Third grade. Eight, and I was like eight or nine. And in my mind, I was like, like, like that. <laughs> yes. And so like, when I was like younger, my idea was that I was going to own a beauty salon. I liked the, I lived in New York. I loved the like beauty shop. Yeah. Like, Thing, but what I loved about it was not the actual hair or beauty piece of it. What I loved was the community, right? I loved the idea of women coming in and doing things and knowing each other and having conversations and talking about deep shit. Like that was my, like, I never like really pulled it all together, but that was like, when I imagined it, I didn't imagine myself being a hairdresser. I imagined myself owning the salon, right? And that was sort of the youngest version of it. When I graduated college, I was a personal trainer. And so, you know, staying within sort of that coaching industry of like actually physically coaching, I loved like the, the pieces of it. And what happened was, is like, I loved understanding what made people change, mm. right? Like two people showed up at the gym on the same day, looking the same way. Like I, I have my, my specialty at the time was newly divorced men that had a pot belly because I guess I was like not that intimidating but like interesting enough so they would show up and they would be like hey I want to lose this weight and I need to like get back out in the world socially and do all of these things and whatever and they would show up and we would have very similar conversations and what made this one succeed more than this one was the most interesting part to me I loved the like physical piece of it but like that became the thing that was super interesting why people change, how they change, what is the catalyst, how bad does it need to be before people will spark themselves into the next thing, and like what you can do to maneuver that, right? Like the idea of the nuanced questions of, hey, what's going to make this person show up to the gym when they don't have an appointment with me? What's going to make this person choose this meal over this meal when they are out and I am nowhere to be found? My favorite thing in the world to this day is still when people say, I heard you in my head, in your voice. And I'm like, yes, (laughs) I got in there, right? Like I got you to the point that you shifted the way you think. 
And after I was a personal trainer, I was a health coach. After I was a health, I was a health coach for a very long time. And then that I got really tired of talking about food and that just morphed into life coaching because all of those things were really the, how do you get people to live the life that they want to? No one's coming to me and I'm setting their goals. They're coming to me, telling me their goals and I'm trying to figure out how to make them do the thing they want to do. And so whether it's in life or in business or in my community, right? If you're bringing me your most like, this is what I want. I want nothing more than you to win. Like that is all I really, really want. And what I'm trying to do is figure out what the roadblocks are that you have set up for yourself and how to tear those down. So cool. So cool. So from third grade, I'll call her Mrs. Smith. So we don't, we don't disclose her identity, but you know, for her almost plummeting or squashing your dreams, you made it come true. And I love that. So Miss Smith shows up at your door and she offers you $25,000 to invest in your business. Like, what would you do with it? Like, how would you put it to work? If I just had a random $25,000 from Miss Smith, I mean, you know, that lady I could really do something damage with. But the idea of it is, I think I would do a lot of really boring things, honestly, for my business is like, it would be systems. Yeah, I hate them. I hate them so much. I'm so I'm really good at big picture stuff. I'm really good at like ideas and the actual coaching piece of it. And like, even in my community, like putting everything I'm putting out, I feel is always really good. Back end wise, I'm terrible. I yes. hate emails. I hate, <laughs> I hate Asana. I hate, I hate the follow-up. I hate, I, the and funnels, I, the, yeah. the funnels. I don't want to do any of it. Like I, I would agree with you. I'm, I'm, I think we're, man, we're you, I don't know if you're a manifesting generator, but I am where you come up with all the ideas and you like want to like, it's like all this popcorn, but all the like finite details, you're kind of like, okay, can I pay someone to do this? Yes. The, so I, I would- $25,000 may go to Miss Smith. Uh, I don't know if Miss Smith would have the credentials for this, but- No, Miss Smith is not getting any of that money. No, my, it would go directly. I would just hire my assistant for more hours. Like that would be exactly what I would do just to like make those things work, right? Like yes. I have the best OBM in the world because if you can take everything that's happening in my head and bring it down into actual things, like that is what makes those things work. And- that's where I'd spend the money. I mean, the thing that I coach the most often is like spend the money on the things you don't want to do. Yeah. Right. Like, isn't it the story? Like what doesn't bring you joy? Yeah. Because if you can like get rid of that, then you stay in your zone of genius. If you can stay in your zone of genius and somebody else is solving the like minute parts and that's their zone of genius. Yeah. Like there's nothing better than someone that is really good at that feeling accomplished by doing it. Right. Yes. Like, and I will say that I have, me- I have a virtual assistant and like, she takes care of stuff that like, I literally, it's like cringeworthy, like, you know, like just creating things and systems and documents and making sure that all my pictures get put into Dropbox and like things that I just don't bring me joy. And yet she's so good at it. Right. And I'm like, listen, do the things like to your point that, are in your zone of genius that are going to produce happiness and greatness and money and all of the things, right? Yeah. If, if I can do less of the things that bring me zero joy, less of the things that like, that I'm also like, quite honestly, going to do wrong, right? Like, yes. <laughs> like, like my, like Tim will say to me, do not touch that. 
Like yes. they're not allowed to touch that. Like we have, you know, master classes every single month in the Anima Collective. And like, I am no longer allowed. Like I send them the email that's like, sign up on this form and Kim will get a hold of you. I don't do any of it because when I was doing it, oh, the times were wrong. The Zoom link was wrong. The this was wrong. Cause I'm not good at it. Like it's, yeah. I know I'm not good at it. And so it's like, I'm just like, the more I can put into that, the more I can show up fully who I am, the more I can show up and be able to, those things are draining, right? Like those yeah. things pull all my energy Well, out. for you and for someone for else, me, yeah, could yeah. Be, that could be their zone of genius. And I say that like, you know, you find your, your lane and don't, and I think so many of us are guilty of being in the scarcity mindset. Like I'll figure it out or I'll do it on my own because I'll save money. And in the meantime, you're actually spending a lot more money because you're wasting so much valuable resources towards what's really going to take you closer to that accomplishment. Exactly. Exactly. Outsource when you can, you know, and, and even if you don't have the money, find the money, it will come like you'll be able to produce it. So, um, last question for you here. And I'm so like this, this is kind of like a, you know, an interesting one. Like to me, time is like the, the best commodity we like the best and the hardest commodity we have because we can't go to Walmart and buy it. We can't ship it on Amazon. We can't produce it. We can't wrap it with a bow, right? How would you, every day you were granted more time than anyone else, how would you actually spend it? And then maybe any advice that you have right now for someone that's listening who isn't very good at time management, how they can work on that a little bit better. I think for me, like the place I would put it back, I would pour it back into myself. Right. Like, I mm -hmm. think I would spend a little more time meditating. I think I would spend a little more time, like either like physically doing something like kind of working out or like cold plunging or any of the things that kind of bring me back into alignment, because I know that it's like doubling my time then. Right. It's like if I can do the stuff that brings me back into alignment, then I can then create the time that I need, right? So if, if I had like extra hours, I mean, I talk about this all the time. If I had extra hours in the day, I would. And it's like, I think that's when you think about that question, you very quickly know what you probably should be doing first in your time management, right? Like if you play that game, like as soon as you said that, I was like, oh, I would, <laughs> right? Like the thought in my head is like, it would be full, like, of myself but in very specific ways right so it would be like I know it would be and it would be scheduled because this is I mean I tell people to do this but I'm not great at it it's like hey get your morning routine in order hey get this like workout place in hey do these things and you know if I know if I'm hopping in the cold plunge and doing some sauna in the cold plunge like I literally probably created three hours in the week just by doing it for two hours right that makes a huge difference in my life it is the thing that will get pushed immediately and I know this so I try not to do it but I still you know we're all human so to me like the schedule is the most important part I am I am a generator so like I am a mover all the time like fast 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 in human design and I also have ADHD so those two things combined it's like my brain is on like overload all the time but I also have conditioned myself to look at my calendar. So if it's on there, I'll do it. I'm like, oh, that's what I'm supposed to be doing right now. Like, I will pay attention to that. Where I fall into, like, I haven't done the things is if it's not making its way on there. And so 
some of the times, one of the things that I do very often is this is, sounds like the stupidest thing, but I will tell you it is the greatest hack of all time. I change the colors. So like I, my, my calendar is very color coordinated. And so I change, like if personal is in purple right now, and I notice that I am ignoring the purple, I will change it to orange. So that all of a sudden it starts standing back out to me on my calendar because I'm not sure what orange is. I love that. And I will tell you, my color, my, like someone actually calls it like in my office, rainbow bright, because I have all my different colors of like all my work meetings and then kids activities and then, you know, personal things and all this sort of stuff. I have never switched my color matrix because I'm so set in stone of like, hey, listen, orange means this. So I love that idea. And it's so because what you notice is what you will notice is that there is some color on there you're ignoring. It's probably yes. your own personal stuff. You're like, oh, that's just this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Eh, right. Swipe. I'll do it next week. Let me ask you a question. Is there a program that you use that keeps you organized? I is use there- Asana. Okay. Um, it, it is. I, it, I use Google Calendar and Asana. I mean, okay. I keep it really, really simple because I am. I do not love systems. My brain like resists it. So I'm like, it has to stay. I, Asana is great because you check the boxes and like little narwhals and unicorns fly across the screen when you do enough stuff. And so I need that kind of dopamine in my life. But I mean, I'm also a serious paper person. Yes. The list. So sometimes I will go into my Asana, open it and then write down what I need because I need to actually like cross it off. And just sometimes just the act of writing down actually helps too. Yes. So Um, to make something come to fruition. And for me, the least complicated is the most effective. Yes. If I have to know, I'm going to like have to like open this journal and then go through this thing or do, if there's too many steps, I'm not going to do it. I know I won't do it. Like I know that like it's better to have tasks on repeat for me than to leave it out floating in the world. But also like I can't make it too complicated because I'm not going to do it. I will exactly. I will think in my head it is bigger than it is. And I'm like, oh, that's a lot of steps. <laughs> I won't do it. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, just do the thing, right? And so I also set a lot of timers. That's the other like big hack for me. Like I, the Pomodoro method where you're like, okay, I'm just going to do this for 10 minutes. And like, I'm going to just do this like timer on. And then every, like I, like notifications are off, whatever. And it's like, you know, you can, you can do Pomodoro method from 10 minutes all the way to like somewhere around 40, you become less productive. Right. So if it's a big task, I'm like 40 minutes and I'm just going to work on this for 40 minutes. And then if I'm done, I'm done. If I'm not done, I can reset the clock for a certain amount of time, but I know I also have to take a break and like walk away and come back. Yes. And that really like helps. Like, yep. I and need to know. Calendar. I know we have something in our calendar at 10 and 2, right? Mm-hmm. To get up and move and remind yourself, like, okay, listen, let's, your body needs movement right now. It needs, like, to be regenified. Yes. So that's so important. Well, Jamie, you are absolutely incredible. I love it. I know all of your information will be in the show notes so people can get in touch with you. They can follow you. They can all of the things. Um, anything else you want to leave us today before we sign off from Grit Grace and Glitz today? Um, I don't know. I think it's good to reflect on this year. I think it's good to really reflect and like celebrate the things that you have done and any of the choices that you've made to not do the things that you didn't want to do. 
I think that celebration is a big one. Um, I've been like thinking a lot of like the idea of where do we push off celebration and like, where do we step away from like recognizing ourselves? So step into it recognize yourself mm, step into it I love it I was actually read a post today that was all about the art of saying no and how powerful that can be to people from being successful to very successful very successful say no to a lot of things it's not they're saying yes to the things that are really 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 important and normally that's one or two things and everything yeah. else and you know beside like basic like hygiene and eating and you know making sure their kids like, you know, aren't sleeping outside and, you know, those type of things, but like the yes to the, to the big audacious goals. So with that being said, let's lean into it. Let's reflect on where we've been. Let's shine. Let's glitter. Let's glitz. Reach out to Jamie. I know she would love the follow. And I just wanted to thank you so much for being with us today on grit, grace, and glitz. Share this with someone else. I would love for you for you to pop a review uh, in the chat here and um, go and serve and just be the best version of you today. Cheers. I hope you learned a lot from today's episode and I cannot wait for you to catch our next episode. I'll see you back here next time on an all new episode of Grit, Grace, and Glitz.